Amazon doesn't always tell you the exact reason something happened. And I want a good show, damn it. Great for a good show. You went awesome, yeah. I'm excited yeah. to talk to you, Angie. Thank you very much. Yes. Welcome to another episode of the Ecom Show. I am your host, Andrew Maff, and today I am joined by the amazing Ben Smith, who is head of heart partnerships over at Seller Candy. Ben, how you doing? Ready for a good show? Doing great. Ready to roll. Thanks for having me on, Andrew. Yeah, thanks for appreciate preaching. Dude, I'm gonna get it. <laughs> how to start off an episode, right? Yeah. I'm so excited about this because uh, I know Thanksgiving and Black Friday. So I was gonna say, you know, I'll give you we can give each other a break. <laughs> exactly. How how uh, how'd everything go on your end uh, for that was um, good. The whole is, uh, you know, I feel like everyone who's working in the e-commerce industry, it's kind of this weird time where you're like equally very stressed out and excited because it's also like sales are you know booming, obviously in Q4. Yeah. So oh, yeah. yeah, it was good. Yeah. So let's do uh, let's do the usual. Pretend no one knows anything about you and tell us a little bit about yourself. Obviously about Seller Candy, and we'll take it from there. Okay. Cool. Sounds good to me. So uh, yeah, my name is Ben Smith. So I'm currently partnerships manager over at Seller Candy, but um, kind of take you back a little bit. I, you know, I got a marketing degree from university and I, like most of my friends, I did not really have a clear path after that. So I ended up kind of going into the route that I think a lot of people without a clear path going to, which was door-to-door sales or some kind of sales role, maybe not door-to-door, but and um, that was good, but it kind of got me thinking as I was out there, like knocking doors in different places all over the US, like, you know, how could I make this selling process more efficient? And one thing kind of led to the next and my mind's just, you know, always worked like this. And I started just kind of looking around and stumbled across, I think it was like an ebook, maybe from like Scott Volker or something like that, the garlic press guy, one of many garlic mm-hmm. press guys, but um, that talked about, you know, <laughs> private labeling in this world of Amazon FBA. And that was just kind of like, blew my mind open and I just could not stop after that. So as I'm like knocking doors in 2015 and selling alarm systems during the day, I'm listening to podcasts and then going home and reading like audiobooks. And that kind of put me in the trajectory of getting into Amazon and the e-commerce world. Um, so that's kind of like how I got into it. And then I guess since since then, in 2016, I ended up getting a job through one of my, my sales buddies. His brother worked for a guy who had a... Um, really fast growing Amazon FBA kind of liquidation reselling business. So we buy lots of goods um, and then resell them on Amazon. Um, A lot of brand name stuff and then stuff that you couldn't sell on there. You know, he would just kind of pile up and I ended up kind of helping him also move some of that on eBay. But for my first two years, really just was picking and packing and kind of learning the basics of like shipments, how to use Seller Central, and then kind of migrated up. I guess the chain from there. So I ended up uh, going on to work for a guy that had a pretty sizable Amazon business selling kind of some IT and electronic equipment that I managed for him for about two years and then worked kind of in the agency world. So our founder, John, previously had a full service Amazon agency. I ended up connecting with him. And um, yeah, for two years, I managed 
two and a half, three years. I managed maybe like 10 different brands. So I got really kind of uh, cut my teeth in the advertising side and a lot of other things. And then then I guess I wound up here at Seller Candy. So that's kind of the long, the long and the short uh-huh. of it. So you've been in pretty much every aspect of Amazon from marketing to inventory to obviously advertising the agency side, the in-house side, like you've, you've covered the entire gamut of it more or less. Yeah. I feel like definitely have kind of that Jack of all trades, you know, uh, view of the Amazon and e-commerce space. Like I, you know, I also have gotten into like Etsy, eBay, merch by Amazon, KDP. So I've always like been, that's just how I'm wired too. It's like, I've always wanted to have some, some kind of, you know, a hand in everything that I can. But yeah, it's been fun because I can connect with people because I understand like a lot of the different components of the business. You know, when uh, sometimes someone brings up like a song or a band or something that like you liked like way back in high school and you're like, oh, man, I forgot that they existed. As soon as you mentioned the garlic press guy, I was like, oh, man, I forgot like the garlic press guy and anchor and uh who was uh the my wife quit her job i can't remember oh, his name steve like or steve two yes yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, oh man like i remember uh right when i started getting back in the amazon world like they were everywhere it's all anyone had talked about it was always like oh look at their listing it's great look at what they're doing here do that just do that that's uh that's a nice little throwback i appreciate that <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, what? yeah, you're giving me the throwback too. <laughs> <laughs> so, Seller Candy, the concept of this business is genius because you guys are the masters at handling stuff that no one really wants to deal with. So, tell me a little bit about Seller Candy, like how it works and like what the method behind the madness is. Sure, yeah. That's a good question. Uh, so, yeah, I guess kind of, uh, you know, I'll explain kind of first I guess what we actually do and how it works and I guess been where we kind of originated from, which is, um, you know, now, so the way that we describe ourselves is essentially we provide outcome driven support for Amazon sellers. Exactly what you said, which is we deal with kind of all the unsexy things that no one really wants to deal with on Amazon. You know, it's fun to talk about your, your revenue going up and advertising and all of these kind of pieces. It's not so fun to talk about all the listing suppressions you're getting or calling seller support for like five hours, you know, a week. Um, and I, you know, I've personally gone through that. It sucks. Um, as I'm sure a lot of your listeners have, but so yeah, we provide outcome driven, um, support for those for Amazon sellers. We've got about 70, um, agents now. Uh, a lot of them are, we recruit directly out of, um, Amazon seller support, uh, staff members. So they were previously agents there. Um, and then essentially we allow, you know, our clients to use them for pretty much anything that might come up within their Amazon business. Um, you know, that, that could be everything from like your day-to-day operational stuff. Like, hey, can you build an FBA shipment for me up to my account got suspended that I need you guys to write a plan of action and get it reinstated. Essentially, you submit that issue to us through like a ticketing portal that we give you. And then you can submit unlimited tickets through there. We're essentially then going to own the process from start to finish to get that issue resolved and give you updates just as we make progress on it. So did I, did I answer in full? I think that kind of got, hopefully yeah, yeah. got the message yeah, yeah. across. So that's interesting. So basically any aspect of, I guess you would say like more or less like the administrative side of, of the Amazon, specifically if you're going back and forth with like seller support and things like that, it's almost like having someone who's fully dedicated to just that aspect of the business, right? 
Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, I mean, I like to say that the only things really we don't do are we don't do advertising, you know, so we're not like a traditional Amazon advertising agency. And we don't yeah. do the content creation, like graphic design or writing copy, you know, doing copywriting, which now you've got AI to help you there. Um, yeah. yeah, it's but anything else really that could come up within your seller central or vendor central account, we're there for. But I would say, yeah, you know, there's definitely a couple like categories that people we see our clients use us for the most which are really going to kind of come back to the most time-consuming or frustrating categories to deal with. Uh, Those are the things that we'll tackle for you. Okay. So very interesting concept because I know that there's a lot of that. What, uh, What would you say are some of like the top things you're seeing people like, okay, this is... You know, the, this is very common that we have to create a support ticket for this, or it's very common that your listing got suppressed for this reason. Like, what what tends to be the biggest mistakes you're seeing being made? Yeah, Andrew, remind me when did you get into the Amazon space? I know it's been a while, I think, right? Yeah, technically, I I first uh, kind of dipped my toe in it. Like, I think it was like twelve or thirteen years ago, but then I really got into it seven or eight years ago. Okay, so you were, yeah, you were back in like the Wild West days. Like, I thought I was at the oh, yeah, end, yeah. tail end of like the Wild West. Like, things were just becoming modernized, you know, but you were like in the Wild West days. And so you probably remember like how easy it was to like, oh, if you needed to make an update to a listing, you literally could go in, click edit, you know, update the title, and it would go through. And in most yeah. cases, not all the cases. Yep. Um, you know, that was still doable for me when I was kind of getting into the space. And I'd say, and the reason I'm kind of leading with that is that we see that the biggest category just as a, a broad categorization, is certainly anything related to listing issues, whether that's updating something on your product detail page or that's, hey, I've got a suppressed listing. Um, I think the reason behind that is you know, that it, Amazon's made it quite a bit harder to make changes to listings. Um, and mm-hmm. you know, they're, they, they claim that's kind of all coming from good intention, right? You know, they've had brand registries become a thing over the last few, few years. And to protect maybe the brand owner and that listing, but it also does cause a lot of problems for you if you're a brand owner or you if maybe you're a reseller selling on that listing and whether you're authorized or not. Um, so I'd say as a general category, listing related things are, are a big pain point. Um, then, you know, from there, we definitely have things like account health, you know, and I will say that, you know, take what I say with a grain of salt, because normally by the time people are coming to us, unless they're planning ahead about building their team, A lot of times they're coming because they've got one or two really big pain points. (laughs) I always joke I need like an Amazon therapist on the calls with me because people are stressed out when they get on the call with our team. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and getting a hold of uh, seller support is not nearly as easy as it once was either. Now it's jumping through 500 hoops. And if you don't supply all of the information the first time, they just kick the ticket back to you and basically say like, oh, it didn't really work out. What... um. What about like a fit? Like, is there a specific type of product line that works really well? Is there a specific type that you're like, hey, we don't really work with that? Like my immediate thought when I think of needing to create support tickets and having listing suppressions and all that stuff is pretty much every supplement brand that has ever existed. <laughs> like anything that Amazon's algorithm or their support is reading that can be even remotely close to portrayed as you making a claim they immediately take the whole thing down. So what do you do? What's the process to be able to solve that kind of stuff or at least mitigate those issues before they even happen? Yeah, good question. Uh, so uh, first, just to answer kind of the first part of your question, I mean, like we'll work, we, we will work and do work with people that are selling products in pretty much every category you could think of. Um, yeah. 
I will say, yeah, I mean, nutrition, you know, I've, I've worked with some weight loss related products and brands, you know, our, our founder, he actually had a nutrition, um, FBA business in the past. And, huh. you know, we also, a CBD, CBD products that those are always ones that, you know, you get, you're going to get flagged a lot on, oh, right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there are, I say categories and toys are another one where, you know, there's just so many more certifications and documents that you have to require there, but there are certainly categories that are going to be more problematic. Um, but you know, that being said, like, as long as you kind of work with the system that is Amazon, which we all have to work with, you can still be successful. Right. And you can see there's successful people on there. Certainly there's some weird freak cases out there that, you know, we've seen, but I'd say kind of like as a high level, you know, the, like the framework that we kind of share, you know, when we, we talk to, to people or to sometimes we'll talk to agencies about, you know, the framework that we use is, I mean, of course, it's going to have first off, I just want to say this, of course, it's going to help if you have someone on your team who's an expert, right? It, whether that's you or you're going to hire that person, that's going to be a huge piece here. Uh, if you want to be that person that's going to go and spend the time and learn how to do flat files, learn how to open support tickets, learn how to do FBA shipments, you know, there's a time and a place for that. But a lot of times, it's probably not for you if you're the business owner, you're also trying to sell on like, 10 different channels and launch new products. You've got a lot of other important responsibilities. So find someone that's expert or knowledgeable to add to your team if it's not going to be you. But in terms of like a general framework, um, you know, the things that we would say, you know, I guess kind of a four-step process that I like to highlight, which it's going to be remarkably simple. But when you do have issues, um, what you want to do is, so let's just say you've got a suppressed listing or a listing that's been taken down. Um, The first thing you want to do, stop, assess what's going on. You need to kind of look at everything Amazon's telling you, whether that might that might just be that it's showing it's a suppressed listing. That might be that you've received a performance notification. Gather whatever that information is, read through it meticulously, especially if it's your first time kind of dealing with an issue like this. And I also recommend like try to read between the lines because, you know, Andrew, you'll know this, but Amazon doesn't always tell you the exact reason something happened, right? Like I've, <laughs> yeah. I've worked with clients that have, Products that say one word like antibacterial in the listing, and it took a month to figure out that that was the word causing the listing to be taken down. Because Amazon just said, "Oh, your listing is you know not following policies." So stop, think about what's going on. That's where it does help to have the experience. Um, gather yeah. whatever you think you're going to need to kind of move to the next step, which is troubleshooting. Um, and I'm saying this in a very specific order because most people, their immediate reaction is to jump and go open a support ticket, which is going to start your endless loop of probably a lot of wasted time and a lot a lot of wasted hours um, yeah. with either Amazon giving you canned responses or telling you the wrong thing, you know? And so we tell you to do this specifically because it's going to save you time, right? So once you've stopped and assessed, you troubleshoot. And what I mean by that is depending on the type of issue, that's going to dictate kind of where you go next. So for example, if it's um, an issue like the one I just mentioned, where let's say you've got a product policy violation, that's where you're going to want to stop and say, I need to sanitize my listing, which just means like I need to strip it down and figure out what caused it to get, you know, what where is the claim or the word that Amazon doesn't like in there. And to accomplish that, that might mean that you need to do a flat file upload. You know, you might need to do several of those. And then you might even need to then go and do a full delete relist of the listing, something like that. Um, so you need to kind of know what the next step is. You know, the I could give more examples, but I'll just stick with that one for the for brevity. But essentially, troubleshoot it. Normally, you're going to have to troubleshoot it more. Oftentimes, that just means you know what I've just said: upload another flat file, upload you know, do a full delete relist. 
but do all of that stuff first, right? Might be a plan of action. You want to do all of that stuff. Once you have that done, that's when you would then go and escalate to Amazon. So yeah. it's a four-step process, stop and assess, troubleshoot, troubleshoot some more, and then escalate. And the reason we want to do this is then once we're at that stage where we're escalating to seller support, we can show them a paper trail of everything that we've done. Hey, here's my case IDs, or, or sorry, my batch ID upload IDs. Here is the plan of action I've submitted. You know, here's all the documentation that I need. And then we can essentially tell them kind of what needs to be done next, right? Like, hey, I've done everything you guys normally tell us to do in terms of troubleshooting. I need you to escalate this and investigate it, blah, blah, blah. And that's going to save you countless hours in terms of just, you know, if you get into that kind of endless loop right from the get-go. So yeah. I know it's remarkably simple, but that is a huge kind of framework that I would just, anyone can take away from this, watching this or listening to this. You know, I wouldn't, I don't know that I would say it's remarkably simple <laughs> for those of us. So like it, to give you a great example, this is one of my favorite stories to tell specific to Amazon, because it kind of caters to what I preach, which is the diversification side of it, of the marketing side. Like, uh, uh, what is it? 2023. So this was probably like six, seven years ago, right when I started getting back in the Amazon space, I joined this seller. I was in house, uh, eight figure brand. It was like two weeks. I think it was like right before black Friday. It was right after black Friday. It was like dead center of Q4. And we had, it was back when, you know, Amazon was still like, which it still kind of is, but like a little buggy. And so at the back end, you get flagged for stuff that like just didn't happen. And, you know, spend started ramping up as eight figure brands are spending a lot of money in advertising and credit card hit a limit. We couldn't switch it out fast enough. So we're like, that's fine. Just here's the five other ones we have. Let's switch it out. For whatever reason, Amazon thought it was a fraud, uh, fraudulent card and they completely suspended the entire account for like two weeks. No. And I remember immediately thinking, I'd only been there for a few months. I remember immediately thinking like, this is 80% of our revenue. I'm I'm going to get fired like immediately like this because we don't have a business anymore. And that's why from a marketing side, I was like, okay, we should diversify. But the thing that I thought was really interesting was the only way for us to get that resolved was... Uh, the owner had to basically write like a full book report on what was what we did, what was uh, here's proof that it's not fraud. Here's this, here's that. Like it was an entire like massive uh, document uh, to supply to support so that they had all of the information. So I know that, you know, when you have an issue on Amazon and it has to get to that that point of escalation, it's not an easy process by any way, shape or form to actually get it solved unless you want to battle with them for months and months on end, which becomes obnoxiously expensive. Am I right? Yeah, hundred percent. And I mean, I think, yeah, I will echo what you said too. Like I definitely think, you know, you should, like, Amazon should be a part of your, your business model, whether it's where you start or a channel that you add later on, but I'm all in favor of having other channels as well for that reason. Like I've personally been on, yeah, the brand side and or managing a brand and, and seeing a listing that got taken down for months or, you know, I've, I've personally dealt with plans of action for accounts that were down for one, two, three months where it's like that account normally does $500,000 in revenue, you know, in that, in that any given month and it's down for two or three months. Like that is a game changing event if that's your only sales channel, right? Or if you don't have other plans. Yeah. So hundred percent echo that first off. But yeah, I mean, to your point, like there are, those critical instances that can happen. Amazon's definitely tried to at least frame that they've kind of made some changes, you know, with the kind of uh, some of the things that they've implemented in the account health area with, you know, where you can yeah. request a call or they'll kind of 
give you supposedly a warning before, you know, suspending you or restricting your account. But yeah. certainly there are, uh, you know, critical events like that. Um, and a lot of weird outlier things that still do happen. You know, we, it's definitely the 80 yeah. 20 rule. I mean, they're, I'd say the majority of clients that I talk to, they're, they might think their problem's unique. It's normally not as unique as they really think. It's normally within the kind of normal span. But there are some weird issues that happen, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, I, I talked to a guy maybe a year ago who came to us and asked for help because he sent a pallet of, a full pallet of goods that was like a thousand pounds in with an Amazon partner carrier. They checked it in and then the weight on the receiving end set showed four pounds and it showed that was just the pallet. There is no, no inventory at all received like several hundred thousand dollars of inventory. And this guy had gone through like months of battling with it. I don't know what he ended up doing because he, I don't think he ended up moving forward with us, but uh, yeah. So there are some weird issues like that, right? Like they do happen. Yeah. How do you handle account suspensions? Uh, Any differently? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, well, normally, again, just, I mean, it's at a high level following that framework, but essentially we're looking through, again, whatever the performance notification is or whatever, you know, it depends on the reason, right? Like if there's, for example, a section four drop shipping violation or something like that, you know, then there's kind of different protocols that we're going to follow. But at a high level, like it's kind of the same framework. Like we're going to stop and collect all of the the evidence or the information that we have. So really reviewing whatever the notifications are we've received, whether it's an email or performance notification, are we fully locked out of the account or is it still able to be accessed? And we just need to work through the seller central appeal system. That's going to be a big determination. Have you received more than one of this same type of issue before? If you received two or three of these, maybe before, you're going to have a lot harder time getting through the appeal process. If this is your first time receiving it, normally you've got a much better chance. And then it's really just about, again, like you kind of alluded to earlier, Andrew, is just like, hey, here's what we did wrong. You know, here's what here's the evidence and kind of what we've done to rectify this issue. And here's how we're going to prevent it going forward. That being said, I, I, I'm also not saying that you should always admit fault. However, a lot of times in <laughs> many cases, it's a lot easier than arguing with Amazon. But I do know there are instances I've heard from people in the industry too that you know they have fought the battle with Amazon where it was worth it. So no, I guess when to fight as well. But yeah, I mean we're working through the process, right? Write up a good plan of action, yeah. submit it, and then follow up, follow up. It's almost like your team has memorized the TOS, which is nuts. <laughs> Well, I think like Am I too far off from that. <laughs> I don't know that there's any one person on our team that's memorized terms of service, <laughs> but may- maybe our chief delivery officer, Arvid, he's pretty knowledgeable. But I would say like one of the advantages, and it's just something like I call out to to people if they're thinking about like you know, hey, I'm a solo or a small, maybe two, three person shop, and we need to kind of think about adding people to our team. Is you definitely need to think about I guess three factors, which is you know having expertise, having scalability because you're hopefully going to grow and then having redundancy and uh, with the expertise slash redundancy piece, you know, and this is definitely a benefit of seller candy, but if you go and hire like an individual freelancer, you know, they might be really good at, you know, eight out of 10 things you need them to do on a day-to-day basis, but it's one person. What happens if they get sick? What happens if they get that serious account suspension issue that, and now they don't know how to do it. Now you're, as the business owner or you know, someone in the team there, you're either the one who's now doing it or you need to now go find someone else. Um, 
you know, one of the nice things with Seller Candy is we've got 70 plus agents. So when we see those weird outlier cases like that too, we share that knowledge internally. And so we're able to pull on knowledge that we're getting from other accounts in kind of, and sometimes our clients even tell us like, Hey, every month we have this issue, you know, and it comes up all the time. Here's what we've done. That's worked really well to get this resolved. Can you guys just start doing this going forward? So we also learn from processes the clients even give us. So I just yeah. say that's, we don't, no individual has the terms of service, you know, memorized, but because we have that kind of collective intelligence, that is a big benefit. And I think you can mimic that either whether you build an in-house team or you go get an agency, you know, like your guys, or, you know, there's many different options here, but that is definitely something to consider. Beautiful. Ben. Thank you so much for being on the show. I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but I would love to give the opportunity, let everyone know where they can find out more about you and obviously more about Seller Candy. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks again for having me. Um, if So if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out to our team, sales at sellercandy.com. Um, what I would tell you, Andrew, is you know we do have a cool service called Ask Seller Candy. And so if you're kind of in that stage where maybe you just need some expert advice, want to talk to someone rather than going and Googling things or looking at YouTube videos, um, it's a free service that we have right now. It might be you know something we charge for in the future. But if you go to sellercandy.com forward slash ask, can sign up for that. And essentially it's, you, you get the ability then to submit questions and ask our team directly and they'll give you real advice from, you know, their experience on how to solve an issue or kind of, you know, whatever you're facing. So that's a really great resource. And then I just say beyond that, you know, uh, you'll reach out to us sales at sellercandy.com if you want to talk a little bit more. Um, I know right now when we're recording this, it's, we do have some black Friday offers. So who knows when people are going to be watching or listening to this, but it, just put black Friday <laughs> in the, uh, Subject if you do reach out and uh, we'll see what we can do. I'll see if I can get a discount or something. Beautiful. Appreciate it, Ben. Everyone who tuned in, thank you so much for joining us. As usual, please do everything that I always ask you to do, which is rate, review, subscribe on whichever podcast platform you prefer or head over to the ecomshow.com to check out all of our previous episodes. But as usual, I appreciate you all joining us and we'll see you all next time. Have a good one. Thank you for tuning in to the Ecom Show. Head over to ecomshow.com to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform or on the Blue Tusker YouTube channel. The Ecom Show is brought to you by Blue Tusker, a full-service digital marketing company specifically for e-commerce sellers looking to accelerate their growth. Go to bluetusker.com now for more information. Make sure to tune in next week for another amazing episode of The Ecom Show.